Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the Daily Viewer Investing Podcast. Hope you had a good day today. And again, Happy New Year as well. As Tyler said yesterday, we took a few days off. Great to be back. We reported this morning in our uh, Daily VR letter that uh, we uh, came in uh, with a pretty good year this year. Not our, not our best year, uh, but a strong year. Uh, markets uh, came in with, uh, for example, NASDAQ was up 43.7% for 2023. We came in with gains of 50.26% last year. It, it was a good year for us. Our, our comp each year is the Russell 2000. It's a, this, it's a one index with the most similar risk profile. We're an aggressive investment newsletter, and we do a lot of small caps, leverage ETFs. So our comp is Russell 2000, which finished with gains of 15.1%. So we did better than three times uh, the returns our nearest uh, 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 index, and uh, we're looking forward to uh, seeing if we can't do the same thing this year. We think it's going to be a good year. As you know, our view has been for some time now, close to a year and a half, uh, that we are in the roaring 2020s and that this bull market is only in its infancy. And I think it's important to remember on days like this, maybe starts of the year like this, uh, we've had, what, four straight down days for SP500, five straight down days for, uh, for NASDAQ. I love what the um, the uh, all the news services are reporting. NASDAQ just had its worst stretch since 2022. Five straight down days, right? Uh, but anyway, uh, the NASDAQ was down today. Let's start there. NASDAQ was our loser on the day today, uh, down uh, right at one half of 1%. Uh, also, by the way, uh, SPF, uh, excuse me, the uh, semis were also down six tenths of 1%. They have been leading lower. Yes, we're paying attention to it. No, we don't think it's something we have to be concerned about. A winner of the day was the Dow Jones up 10 points of the day. At one point, we were up over 220 points of the day, gave those gains back. Uh, uh, into the close. SP 500 today down three tenths of one percent. Rust 2000 down one tenth of one percent. But again, yeah, last year was a great year. Uh, we, we have hit extreme overbought levels, at least we did at the end of the last year. Those are now working themselves off. That's good to see. And we've also hit extreme greed levels on a couple of our uh, of the sentiment uh, uh, in investment survey investor sentiment surveys that we follow, such as the fear and greed index, which hit extreme greed yesterday and this morning, and also the AAII investor sentiment survey, also flashing uh, some uh, fairly uh, extreme greed readings as well. So uh, shakeouts like this are both healthy and needed in uh, in bull markets, and uh, this gives us an opportunity to either establish new positions or add to positions, but certainly we, what we want to do, uh, at bare minimum, is continue to hold those positions. We do that on a regular basis. We, we focus on this dollar uh, monthly dollar cost averaging in our growth stocks. We call our VRA 10 baggers. We buy those every month. We allocate the, uh, the same amount of money every month to add to positions, uh, keep the portfolio e- equally weighted per position. Uh, and, and that's 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 how we uh, th- that's how we've done it for a very long time, and it works for us. A couple of our biggest uh, performers for the year: Nail, uh, the three-time housing ETF, up to, we had the gains of two hundred sixty-two percent. Soxel, the three-time semi ETF, with gains of two hundred twenty-five percent. Palantir, gains of one hundred sixty-seven percent. Galaxy Digital, one hundred seventy-four percent. And then we had multiple position, positions with gains of forty to fifty percent. Tesla. Uh, uh, Bitcoin, just to name a couple. Again, it remains our view. We're in the roaring 2020s. And as Tyler covered yesterday, this is powered by our big, bi- big bribe me- megatrends from our book, The Big Bribe, uh, out in the uh, fall of 2022. 
and that we believe this uh, bull market, and we think the evidence is pretty clear now, has the opportunity uh, to either rival or maybe even surpass the dot-com melt-up of 1995 to 2000. Uh, but again, we are working off extreme overbought, uh, uh, a situation it, it, uh, based on VR investing system readings. And of course, again, investor sentiment got very, very bullish last year. But there's good reason for it. And boy, are we ever seeing it in the, uh, in, in the inflows uh, for, uh, for equity funds. Equity ETF inflows, uh, exchange-traded fund inflows, uh, came in at $135 billion during the month of December. That's an all-time high. And frankly, it's not really even close. Uh, but again, that just tells us, yeah, are people coming back into the market? Yes, they are. But this is just the beginning of the process. The public is only beginning to fall back in love with stocks. Uh, we think this continues again for many, many years. And we do have some sectors we like more than others. Um, as good as the banks have been doing of late, we have very little interest. We've talked about this ad nauseum over the years. Uh, they are value traps to a large degree, uh, but uh, we're starting to see value stocks begin to, 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 to pick up steam here, which is a good thing as the market continues to broaden out. Our favorite sectors continue to be really the same that we focused on uh, throughout last year with a couple of tweaks. Uh, we still believe the semis and, uh, uh, and tech sectors will continue to lead higher. This is what happens in the biggest of bull markets. Certainly, that's been the case since the uh, invention of quantitative easing here in the U.S., which kicked off uh, after the financial crisis of 2007-2008. Uh, and again, if you follow the semis, they, they are the ultimate tell. They lead in both directions. They have been leading lower. But again, we think this is a short-term uh, pullback only, a short-term shakeout only. And um, Tyler and I just had our, uh, our, our meeting uh, before this podcast, and uh I wouldn't be surprised to see the markets up big tomorrow. I'll tell you a couple of reasons for that in just a moment. Uh, also, this morning, in our very letter, we focused on uh, Rich Ross. Rich Ross is the technical savant, as we like to call him, at Evercore. Just had a red-hot hand last year um, and uh, remains uh, incredibly bullish. He also loves semis, tech, and he's very aggressively long, or recommending anyway, uh, Bitcoin and gold. Uh, to to uh, to name a, a few other groups, he he thinks the semis really are the place to be, and that uh, that uh, they're going to have a he he believes a forty percent up year this year. Uh, we believe it's going to be small caps. They're going to have that kind of year. Uh, we love the small caps here. We also love, by the way, precious metals and miners, specifically the miners, which lead uh, like uh, very much like the semis. If the miners are leading higher, you want to own this group. They've been leading higher since late, I believe it's late October. Yeah, third week of October, the miners have been leading higher. That's a classic buy signal for this group. Uh, we believe the gold is going to have uh, a significant up year this year, anywhere from uh, finishing the year out at $2,400 an ounce to maybe more than $3,000 an ounce, uh, depending on uh, some other factors, specifically being a U.S. dollar. And, uh, and let's face it, manipulation. Uh, gold is, and silver have been, been manipulated lower now for decades. Uh, that's what's really kept this group down. Uh, so we do, that's, that's the battle. That's the ultimate battle we're fighting. And of course, the other battle with gold now is a new battle, isn't it? It's Bitcoin, it's cryptocurrencies. How much money has been, has been, has, has been taken away uh, from what would have been invested in precious metals and miners 
were it not for cryptocurrencies. You know what? You know the game changes, and you gotta you gotta adapt with the game, right? And that's what we've done here. Uh, we've uh, we, we've uh, we've been in Bitcoin for a very long time. We traded out of it at the end of twenty twenty two. I'm getting my years confused now. Anyway, we traded out of it after taking some pretty spectacular gains. Uh, being long from $2,000 now, selling at $58,000. And now we're now aggressively long once again, Bitcoin from $28,800. If you've been following the news like we have, uh, now the rumor mill is starting to pick up. Leaks are beginning to happen that the SEC is in the very near future is going to approve Bitcoin as a, they're going to give it their blessing. They're going to say it's actually a legal investment. And uh, I saw a report today 88% 88% of fund managers are waiting for the SEC to give Bitcoin their blessing before they buy. It gives you an idea of the kind of pent-up demand uh, that's sitting there ready to come into uh, cryptocurrencies. But again, Bitcoin is the one that we're focused on. And of course, the miners uh, as well, the, the, the Bitcoin miners as well. But you have to wonder, where would gold, where would silver be today if it weren't for cryptocurrencies? As a long-term gold bug, long-term silver bug, I have to tell you it's something that I think about on a daily basis. But again, it is what it is. Uh, we, uh, we change with the times, and uh, the times are certainly changing, aren't they? Uh, but again, we love the miners here. I focused on a chart this morning in a very letter. Uh, GDX, the miner ETF, is putting in what looks to be a near-perfect ascending, uh, which is a, a bullish uh, a channel. Um, and if that's the case, we're going to see the next move will take GDX, the, the, the minor ETF, uh, well through $32 a share. That'll be a significant breakout. And uh, we, are, we are buying this dip. Uh, that was the focus is we're buying this dip. We just had a, a golden cross with a 50-day cross to 100-day in GDX. And the next golden cross was, looks to me, based on the chart, to be you know, maybe, maybe a week away. Uh, it's hard to tell exactly, but roughly one week away from now, we'll have a golden cross in GDX where the 50-day crosses the 200-day. Uh, combine that with what we believe will be continued lower rates, uh, continued uh, uh, long-term bearish trend in the U.S. dollar. It is a it, it is a great setup for this group, and 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 maybe the strongest reason to own this group. Uh, gold just hit all-time highs. The miners are trading it better than 50 cent, 50% below their all-time highs, and they're trading at 30-year low valuations compared to gold. So this group, uh, some would say it's a value trap. I don't think it is. I think this group is cheap. As the market continues to broaden out, uh, we will look to uh, continue to add to positions. So we are aggressively long this group right now, along with small caps, semis, tech, we have energy, and of course, uh, some of our VRE 10 baggers. That's where our focus is along with Bitcoin uh, for 2024. I think it's going to be a very good year where being a, a good stock picker and being a market timer is really going to come back to you in spades uh, because we also know this year is an election year. And as we've uh, shared with you throughout the last year, boy, the state really seems to have set this up perfectly. Uh, if they want to bring in a, a, another Biden or whoever his replacement might be, if that's the case, uh, they've got this market set up perfectly along with the economy. Uh, because if the economy does anything like anything close to what it did last year, and if the markets do anything close to what they did last year, this year, uh, uh, it's going to be very difficult, especially if Donald Trump is the nominee, to beat 
Joe Biden. Maybe a different story with Ron DeSantis, uh, but uh, uh, I, I, again, the, the, the key point here is that the, the state, uh, uh, which is, of course, the, uh, uh, we'll call it the, uh, oh, it's the deep state, it's, it's the planners, uh, they look to have set this up perfectly. It's another reason we think they're going to have a very good year in equities, in bonds, as rates continue to fall, as a dollar uh, goes lower, that's very bullish for uh, our, uh, our, 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 our largest of large companies, uh, of course, uh, the, which, uh, you know, again, they do uh, 50, 60 percent of their business outside the U.S., but also very bullish for small caps, which, of course, do most of their business, 70 percent or so of their business in the United States. Bottom line is we think it's going to be a very good year. And uh, the one group that we're not sure of that we own is Chinese internet stocks. Watch it very closely. I happen to think China's going to come roaring back, specifically their tech stocks. They're trading it unbelievably cheap. They're trading at the lowest valuations on record, uh, at least in the last 30 years, uh, tracking it, going back and looking at it. Uh, There's a lot of value there, but of course, uh, people hate China. it's maybe another reason to own it. Everybody hates China. If you're a contrarian, I think this this play has a a, a lot of potential. We are long, by the way, KWEB, KWEB, which is the China Internet ETF, and uh, uh, it's it's been going sideways for a long time. If you're a technician, you know what that means. The break is going to be uh, either up or down. It's going to be a significant one, likely. Uh, it's probably a measured move. We see we could see uh, Chinese internet stocks go up 50, 75, maybe 100% this year if they break higher. If not, we will, we will, we will say adios to it. Uh, but uh, we do think uh, the Chinese uh, tech stocks are going to rally uh, throughout this year. Um, all right, let's take a look under the hood today. Uh, you know, Tyler uh, in his podcast yesterday uh, got into this and the internals were pretty ugly yesterday. Three to one, a negative or so in volume. Uh, much better today. Uh, again, even though the market was broadly lower, not not by a lot, but still the internals came in pretty good today. Uh, NASDAQ, first of all, with the advanced decline, barely, just slightly negative NYSE, also slightly negative on NASDAQ. We'll call that flat uh, uh, volume uh, was actually uh, exactly flat on NYSE and a volume for NASDAQ also slightly negative. So uh, even though we've had, again, four to five straight down days uh, in the markets, the internals today would not really send a signal of any kind of concern whatsoever. And we had more 52-week highs today than 52-week lows. Uh, the, the, uh, uh, those readings have gotten much better. Again, as the market broadens out, a rising tide's lifting off boat. All boats, we think that is going to continue. And our sector watch today, not quite as uh, good looking here. We had of our 11 SP 500 sectors, eight finished lower, three finished higher, led to the downside by energy, down 1.6%, consumer discretionary, down 1.1%, communication services, down 7 tenths, 1%, to the upside, healthcare, up 4 tenths, 1%, financials up 2 tenths, 1%, and that's really it, not much in between there. And our commodity watch. We had gold today up eight dollars an ounce at twenty fifty an ounce. Again, we love this group. Silver today uh, up five cents an ounce at twenty three twenty. Copper uh, down one penny a pound at three eighty five a pound. Uh, copper looks very good. Doctor Copper is a great signaling uh, uh, asset for the global U.S. For the, for the global economy. And copper has been acting much better. Again, three eighty five a pound now. Uh, crude oil today down twenty nine cents a barrel at seventy two forty one. And again, finally. Uh, Bitcoin, 
up 15.85 today, up 3.7 percent at 44,299. Again, our target this year is 100,000 on Bitcoin, uh, and uh, a lot of buying is about to come into this group. We think the SEC is going to give it its blessing and uh, much upside. Uh, again, it's, it's a great supply-demand story, as we said for a long time. Uh, it's a very simple story. That's really, uh, assuming he gets SEC blessing, ultimately only having 21 million Bitcoin outstanding. Uh, and most people now, like 80% of people have no interest in selling. What does that tell you, right? It's getting more and more difficult to mine it, more expensive to, to mine it. The halving is going to take place in April, May of this year. Uh, and uh, that makes it, again, more expensive, more difficult to mine new Bitcoin. They do that every what, three, four years. And so that tells us that uh, this, again, as a supply-demand story, I don't know that there's a better uh, supply-demand story out there because, again, because of the limiting factor of the number of Bitcoin that will be in existence. All right, folks. Hey, again, hope you have an amazing 2024. Always appreciate you listening. Uh, come and join us at VRAinsider.com, VRAinsider.com. Uh, have a great night. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.